grab your Bible. If you don't have one, again, back on that table, we've tried to give you everything you need. We gave you some invitation cards in case you're cranked up to bring your friends. There's some invite cards back there, so don't miss that. Um, and then there's also Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, that's yours. You can take that home. You can read it. Matter of fact, I want to give you a passage to read. Um, Psalm 104. I read that this week, and I was just like, what? Because it describes God. We want to know God more. You want to know more about God and what He is and what His character is? Go read Psalm 104. That'll light your lamp today, right? And you'll be stoked. Okay, so let's get after our message. Did we end pretty abruptly last time? We did. Um, and, and so I want to go back. I was going to get to Luke 24. I'm going to start with Luke 24. So you can open your Bibles to Luke 24. That's the um, key verse for our passage, for key verse for our series. We're in a series, in case this is the first time you're here, we're in a series called Stay. We're waiting for the promise, just to let the cat out of the bag, because everybody else knows it. The promise is the power. The promise is going to be poured out by Jesus. The promise is the Holy Spirit. That's the promise. All right? So we're waiting for the Holy Spirit to be poured out in such a tangible way that our lives are radically changed forever and the church explodes, like it did in Pentecost. Right? So what we've been doing, great study, to go from resurrection. Oh, it's over here, isn't it? I'll bring the signs next week. We don't have to take down anymore after next week, so I'll bring the signs. I'll just leave them up for the summer. Well, as long as we go in the series. All right? So... Right here was like Resurrection Sunday, day one, right? All the way through to Ascension, day 40. All the way through to Pentecost, day 50. We're nearing that, right? We're still at day 40, the Ascension. But that's the timeline, 50 days, seven weeks in a day. What could you do with seven weeks in a day? Knowing that Jesus was rose from the dead and that you were his messenger sent to tell the world about God. What would you do? Well, we've been studying that. We've been waiting on God. We've been asking him for more, right? We want to stay on mission. That's what we looked at last week. Stay on mission with a mighty message. And there's a power. If you haven't read the last chapter of Mark, you should go read it. There's power for those, there's, there's a prayer language for those. There's a, there's a protection for those who are believers in Jesus Christ. Can I just be real in church? Did we talk about snakes last week? We kind of did, didn't we? It was mentioned. And then I was like, yeah, not really physical snakes, but, you know, like, you know, just spiritually... Snakes, scorpions, it's like demonic. Like God's going to protect you from demonic things. You can't be hurt when you believe God. That's what it means. All right. Do you want to know what happened at my house this week? Not one. We found a mama snake. You know, I don't know if it's a mama or not. We found, we found a smaller snake, you know, smaller as in this big. <laughs> this big around. And then last night, the audacity of Daddy Snake, who's bigger, to just camp out on my driveway. Now nobody's coming to pray. 
I was thinking to myself as I disposed of that snake, man, I should have just picked him up. That's not what we're talking about. All right, let me remind you what I said last week. Because when you read Mark 16, some people get really weird. We don't got snakes at church. But doggone it, if we didn't bring evil spirits, right? Doggone it, if we're not rubbing up against evil spirits. And you know what? They have no power over you in Jesus' name. They cannot touch you. Now be encouraged. Believe in Jesus and see the power, the prayer that we're going to experience now, and the protection. That's what we talked about. Now I was kind of like cranking on that, and I was like, it's 1130, let's go home. So, Mark, done. Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24, still the Great Commission there. I still have my mark in my Bible from last week. I was going to get there, I swear. All right. The title of the message today, Stay Focused. Stay Focused. Isn't it true in the summer, students, it's easy to lose your focus? You don't have to go to school. There's no rhythm, right? Going on vacation, it's easy to lose focus, to let other things besides God and besides church kind of take over. But I was reminded this week that we have a focus, that we need to be focused on the right things. Because when we're focused, the picture is clear. All right, to illustrate that, I brought some binoculars. So I have deer down in the valley. Now you do want to come. Some turkeys. It's a lot of fun. Sunsets are amazing at my house, so come on by. All right? And so the thing is, sometimes my kids are like shooting gophers, and they'll use the scope on the little like pellet gun, you know, but gophers rip you up your yard like crazy. But, but sometimes they'll use these to like see them. And they'll, because they'll, it's so far away, they'll focus, right? And they'll just, this little thing here, they'll just turn it a little bit. And then all of a sudden, it, oh, look at that. Todd's face was really clear. But now, oh, look at that. Cheryl's face is really clear. She's doing lyrics in the back. Thank you, Cheryl, for doing lyrics. And, you know, you can go from this being really clear, like we're like right here, to... Cheryl being really clear. Crazy. Why? Because of focus. Focus. You have to focus. And who do you think is going to be our example of focus? Uh, Jesus. As always. All right? Thanks for coming to Sunday school. The answer is Jesus. Everybody gets candy now. All right. Luke chapter 24. Look at verse 44. Luke 24, 44. Remember, we're studying these passages, so I see, see some guests, so I want to say this. Matthew 28, we've studied. Mark 16, we've studied. Resurrection, resurrection. Luke 24, we've studied. Resurrection. We're going to end that now. Other than the theme verse, I don't think we're coming back. John 20 and 21, we've studied. And now today, we're going to get into Acts. Like, we're almost there. Matthew 28, 
Mark 16. You're like, why does he keep repeating it? Because you need to know where the power's at. Jesus, yeah, that was awesome. Miracles. But then he rose from the dead. Glorified body. Power like he had before he took on flesh. And limited himself. There's no limits to that God now. (laughs) Matthew 28, Mark 16, Luke 24, John 20 and 21, and now Acts 1 today. Okay, so Luke 24, 44. Then he said to them, this is Jesus, these are my words. Circle that in your Bible. My words. Who's it about, church? My words, it's about Jesus, okay? That I spoke to you while I was still with you. That everything written about me, who's it about? Circle about me. Who's it about? It's about Jesus. Everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he, Jesus, opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Thus it is written. Here's what he told them. That the Christ, the Messiah, Jesus himself, should suffer and on the third day be raised from the dead. Oh. Law of Moses. Numbers 21. Just write it down. Go read it. I gotta fill you in. You can study it for yourself. Isaiah fifty-three, prophets. Psalm twenty-two, and many more. But Psalm twenty-two, Numbers twenty-one. Isaiah fifty-three. Psalm 22. That's what he's talking about. It all fits together. It's all there. He opened up their minds to understand the scriptures, what these passages are saying. The Old Testament's all about Jesus. And he said to them, thus it is written that the Christ, Jesus, should suffer and on the third day be raised from the dead. And that repentance, why is dying such a thing in church? Why, why is it important that Jesus died as a sacrifice for sin? He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. His blood payment covers your sin. It's the way to heaven. It's the way of forgiveness. It's the way, but it comes through repentance. So that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed. I'm telling you it right now. I'm proclaiming it. You can be forgiven for anything you've ever done. You're like, but you don't know what I've done. Um, Yep, I probably do because I've probably done it. And if I haven't, I've done something similar, just as bad in God's eyes. So we all can come clean now and just say, we don't add up. That's the beauty of church. We're not perfect, we're sinners. But there's this thing called repentance. I'm doing that right now. I'm repenting. 
I'm a sinner. I need a Savior to rescue me. That's forgiveness. I have faith that God forgave me. Because I've admitted I'm a sinner. Repentance and forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed. I just proclaimed it in his name. Circle in his name. Who is it about? It's about Jesus. I mean, in case you're not focused today, like, focus in on this. The Bible is about Jesus. To all nations... Proclaim in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. That's where it's going to start. Israel's chosen people, God's chosen people. You are witnesses of these things. And behold. Listen now. Everybody listen. When he says behold, he's like, I'm going to say something important. Are you listening? I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay. That's the series we're in. But stay in the city, Jerusalem, until you are clothed with power from on high. Can I ask you a question? Who is sending the Spirit? Who? I am sending. That's Jesus. Who is it about? All right, here's the point. First point of the message. It's all about Jesus. Stay focused on this, church. This summer, it's about Jesus. Tomorrow, it's about Jesus. Going to work tomorrow, it's about Jesus. If you're going on vacation tomorrow, it's about Jesus. If you go eat lunch today, it's about Jesus. If you stay and help take down all this, it's about Jesus. If you give today, it's about Jesus. If you don't, it's about Jesus. It doesn't matter. It's just about Jesus. Everything's about Jesus. Jesus created it all. Jesus sustains it all, holds it together. If he didn't hold it together, you would explode. He's giving you life and breath. He gave you a spirit inside of you. His spirit wants to connect with that. His spirit's all around you, holding it together. It's about Jesus. My words about me in his name, I am sending. That's just four I picked out. That were like ringing my bell this week. Oh yeah, it's about Jesus. So I don't just come up with this stuff. I don't just read it in a book. It's like I read the word and it's just like, oh, it's about Jesus. It's like, well, that's astounding because I didn't know that walking in. Good for you. Your son did have a graduation open house. You spent a lot of time on that. Here's the thing. It's about Jesus. Do you see there in verse 45, then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. So here's the thing. Here's the sub points under this. Now I understand. Now I understand. Here's what I understand. The Bible is God's word. The law, the prophets, the Psalms, it's God's word. 
It was spoken by God. It was spoken to us. This book right here is his love letter to you. I thought it was a rules book. Well, it has some things in there that will be helpful to steer your life in the right direction. Yeah, if you want to call those rules, then you're just looking at it a different way than me. I don't feel like it's rules. I feel like it's instructions because a loving God says, this works best. This works best. The Bible is God's word. It's a love letter written to you. The Bible is about God, as in Jesus, God. Jesus, if you read the Bible, it's like Jesus was sent to show you the Father. And not only after he showed you the Father and showed you how to live perfectly in the Spirit, then he's like, hey, I'm going to send that same Spirit that helped me live to you so you can live. He's not going to leave you stranded. Oh yeah, I lived in the Spirit. That was really cool, wasn't it? You guys just figure it out. He's like the same Spirit that led me, guided me, 40 days in the wilderness, tempted by Satan, and to do awesome signs and wonders. The same Spirit here for you. Pretty cool. The Bible is about God. The Bible brings God's message it brings it to bear. It brings it powerfully. The Bible brings God's message. We call it the gospel. It's good news. What's the message? Somebody tell me what the message is. The gospel. Well, this is a Sunday school thing. When I was in junior high, I had this guy, his name was Bob Kaler. And he would be like, for a dollar, literally, it's kind of bribery. For a dollar, where can you find the gospel in a nutshell? Anybody know? For a dollar? John 3.16. Good, it's good. But that's not the answer. That is the answer to most questions. Jesus, John 3.16. Love? Anybody know? 1 Corinthians 15.3 and 4. Okay, I'm going to read it for you because I once could quote it for you, but now I can't. Here's the gospel in a nutshell. So if you're like, hey, how do I tell somebody about Christ? Here it is. Paul speaking, For I delivered to you as of first importance, the gospel is the most important, what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. That's the gospel in a nutshell. That he was buried, that he was crucified, that he was buried, and that he rose again. According to the Scriptures. The Scriptures already said it was going to happen. Talk about calling your shot. The Bible brings God's message to the gospel. Okay, here's the last one. Now I understand. Do you understand the Bible is God's word? love letter to you? Do you understand that the Bible is about God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God three in one? Do you understand the Bible is about God's message? Like, Why are you telling me all these things? I'm trying to give the Bible 
I'm trying to shine light on the fact that the Bible has so much value. You should read it daily. You should meditate on it daily. You should read it more than once a day. You should be looking for opportunities to read this book. It is life. It is life. You thought food would give you life? What does the Bible say about these words? Give us this day our daily bread. I don't think he's talking about bread. I think he's talking about bread. The word. Give us the word. Okay, here's the last one. The Bible focuses on Jesus' promise to send the power, God's power. The Bible focuses on. It is a point of emphasis. Look at it. He says, and behold. Hey! Over here! I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city, Jerusalem, until you are clothed with the power from on high. Now, I don't know when you got saved, if you ever thought another time about being clothed with the Holy Spirit power. I know I didn't. Because somebody taught me, like, well, you got all the Holy Spirit. Like, really? So I shouldn't seek Him anymore? I shouldn't wait for Him anymore? I shouldn't pray for Him anymore? I'm thinking there's an emphasis here on really honing in. You're like, well, they didn't have the Spirit, though. We've already studied John chapter 20. On day one, Jesus breathed on them, resurrection day, breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. In Acts, flip over to Acts, got to pass through all of John to get there. In Acts chapter 1, it says, I'll just read it for you, Acts chapter 1 verse 1, in the first book, O Theophilus, that's who he's writing it to, I have dealt, who's writing? Luke. I have dealt with all that Jesus began to do and teach. That's the book of Luke. Until the day he was taken up. When was he taken up? Day 40, ascension. Now, after he, so the ascension came after he what? What does it say? After he gave them commands, how? Through the Holy Spirit. How was Jesus communicating to them from day one to day 40? What does the Bible say? Jesus, with them or without them, right? Whether he showed up at a party and said, hey guys, can I have some fish? Or whether he showed up on the shore and said, hey, what are you doing fishing, man? I thought we were done with this conversation. Not fishing for fish anymore, you're fishing for men, right? Remember? Let me restore you, Peter. Let's go back to work now, huh? Let's get focused. God has a way of getting us right where we need to be. And that way is through the Holy Spirit. It's through a sense. It's through a nudge. It's through a voice in your head. It's through somebody putting their hand on you and giving you a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge and saying, this is the way. Walk in it. He has a way of doing it. 
The Bible focuses on Jesus' promise to send the power of God, God's power, the Holy Spirit. He says here, after he had given commands through the Holy Spirit, then he was taken up, right? You could just reverse the verse. And he gave the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. Now, What are we waiting for? Waiting for the promise. Waiting for the power. Right? On our journey, let's stay focused. That's what that's what message is about. Let's stay focused. What are we going to stay focused on? Oh, let's talk about the Holy Spirit. Let's do this. Like, what is it? What does the Bible say? Let's stay focused on Jesus. Because Jesus is the one who gives the Holy Spirit. Let's stay focused on Jesus because that's where the Holy Spirit's coming from. All right. If you're not convinced, flip one more page in Acts to chapter 2. Just to nail this point and move on. It's all about Jesus. Look at verse 32. I realize if you're visiting with me, I move fast. I'm going through the Bible. I'm in Acts chapter 2, verse 32. This Jesus, God raised up, gospel in a nutshell, (laughs) And of that, we are all witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God. Where is Jesus right now? Sitting at the right hand of God. And having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, who received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit? Who received it? Jesus. He, Jesus, has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. What were they seeing and hearing? Tongues. They're hearing them speak in tongues in their own language. I don't know German. I don't know French. I don't know any language other than English. I don't know that one very well, to be honest with you. I'm not a 4.0 student like my son is. That, that's his category. He's the smarty pants. I'm just like trying to get by with my street, street smarts. He has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. Who did? Jesus did. Jesus poured it out. Jesus received it from the Father and Jesus poured it out. So, Number one, it's all about Jesus. If you don't go home with that, you're not listening. It is all about Jesus. Every word of every chapter of every book, in this book we call the Bible, is about Jesus. All right. Number two. That was easy. Number two. Jesus stayed focused. Jesus was, we'll say it, laser focused on the cross. But I want to see, I want you to see the theme here of what's been focused on. Jesus stayed focused on. The Bible. 
Jesus stayed focused on the gospel. Jesus stayed focused on the Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus stayed focused on. So if you're like, I want to focus on Jesus, what is he looking at? I'm looking at Jesus, what is he going for? Right? Don't you want to know what Jesus has dialed in on his binoculars? Spiritually speaking? I'm pretty sure he doesn't need these. With his eagle eyes, what is he focused on? Well, we saw it in, in, in Luke, but see it here from Acts. Let's just read it. Verse 4. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Who baptizes with the Holy Spirit? Jesus, because it's all about Jesus. All right, just to be clear. So, when they had come together, so the disciples are all together, okay? Probably 120 of them, not just the 11. 120 of them, all right? They're all together. They asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Stay focused, boys. We'll get to that. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times and seasons that the Father is fixed by his own authority. Does Jesus even know when he's coming back? No. So they're asking him a question. He's like, dude. God's got it. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, wouldn't you be watching if Jesus was with you? I'd be fixed on him. He was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of, the, out of their sight. This is mysterious stuff. When was the last time you saw somebody just go, whoop, into the clouds? See ya. That's a normal occurrence. Like, what the world? And we come, we try to act prim and proper, like, oh, it's just Christianity. It's all nice and tidy. Got my blankie. Tuck me in. All sewed up. Dude, just stop. You don't know anything if you think Christianity is all buttoned up. Christianity is mysterious. It's crazy mysterious. This, I mean, walking through walls, raising from the dead, healing people, casting out demons... Protection from snakes and drinking poison. Yeah, again, like I said last week, you never hear stories of people that survive drinking poison because we don't know last time we drank or ate something that we should have died from and it didn't touch us. Nobody told us. I mean, how would you know? I'm just saying, this is crazy stuff. And then he... It, it, if you want to just get a little crazier, look at verse 10. 
And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, didn't we say our, our eyes would be on Jesus? So if Jesus went up, you'd be like, is he coming back? Don't stop looking. The, the sun's blazing my retinas. It just, he might come back. Like they're standing there, right? What would you do? That thing is going to, geez, look bright. And they're gazing into heaven as he went. Behold, listen up. Two men stood by them in white robes. Code word for angels, spirits, little g-gods, whatever, Elohim. You could call it whatever you want. And said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? That's a dumb question. Jesus just went there? Maybe he's coming back? This Jesus, because it's all about Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, because that just happened, and now two guys are here, presto, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Now, I read that about 50 times. I asked my wife, I was like, I don't understand. Why do these two angels tell him to stop looking to heaven if he's going to come the same way? Shouldn't they keep looking? That's it. The mission isn't to do this, church. It says in uh, Mark, Chapter 16 at the end, he said they worshipped him. They worshipped him. Right? The, the mission isn't to do this. The mission is to go out and be a witness to what you've seen God do in your own life. you got to stay focused. It's all about Jesus. It's not about you and how comfortable you can be in this life. Jesus stayed focused. He went to the cross for you. That wasn't comfortable. Did he say, hey, God, if you can take this cup, please do. Yes. Do we do that? Yeah, it's hard right now. Could you please? But I am in, God. Whatever you need, I'm in. That was Jesus. So it's been hard, hasn't it? COVID? It's been rough. Man, it messes with you mentally, physically, emotionally. And maybe even spiritually, to some degree. So let's go back to the beginning. Let's stay focused. It's all about Jesus. That's all it's ever been about. Ding. And Jesus was focused. And look what he's focused on. Jesus is focused on the Bible. The Scriptures. Jesus focused on the gospel, the message. Jesus focused on the Holy Spirit, the power. Like I said in the last point, he made it a point to say, wait for the Spirit. Stay. Wait. And so I'm making a point. I've been making it for a long time. That we need to stay and wait for the Spirit. So two men show up. It's kind of weird. They say, hey, 
Stop looking to heaven. So that makes me intrigued. Does it make you intrigued? What's our focus supposed to be? If it's all about Jesus, and Jesus stayed really focused, what's our, supposed, our focus supposed to be? Read the next few verses. Very key verses. Maybe some of the most underutilized verses in Scripture. Right here. Verse 12, 13, and 14. Look at them. Then they returned. They're men of Galilee. They didn't go home to Galilee. Where'd they go? To Jerusalem. Why'd they go to Jerusalem? Because Jesus said, stay in the city. Stay in Jerusalem. Until the power comes. You know what they should have done? (laughs) There's three feasts. This is going to be too deep. I learned a lot this week. There's three feasts. Right? And they would travel to Jerusalem for the feast or the fast. They would travel... They would be there, and then they would go home. God was so important. Three days journey, not going through Samaria. I'm going around. Four days journey, so important, i got to be there. Three times. Feast of Tabernacles, where they remember being in the wilderness, and God providing for them. Passover, where they remember being in Egypt and God rescuing them. And Pentecost. The first fruits. There'll be more harvest, but it's the first fruits. It's just the first fruits. It's an offering. They come, they give an offering of the first fruits to God, and then God gives them more. Pentecost. Shabbat. More on that later, but that was really interesting when I studied it. So these guys could have gone back to Galilee, but they waited 10 days from the ascension to Pentecost. Man, I could have gone home, spent a couple days, then come back. But what did he say? He said, stay. He said, stay in the city. So they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem, Bethany. A Sabbath day journey away. Do you know how Sabbath day journey, just a little tidbit, 3,000 feet. 3,000 feet is 1,000 yards. How many football fields is that? Ten. Right? Ten football fields. Just trying to get to Blake, man. He's all about Alabama. So just do you understand now, Blake? That's how many feet it is. All right. It's great. A Sabbath day journey away. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room. Told you I don't have an upper room, but I have a deck. Where they were staying, what were they doing? Staying, not going, staying. 
Peter and John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James, 11 of them. That's the 11. Then he says, all of these with one accord, literally one mind, they're all like, we have to do this. This is what we're going to do. All of these with one mind were devoting themselves to what? To prayer. Now, Lift Church, formerly Harvest Bible Chapel, reading that verse again for probably the thousandth time in my life, something hit me like a ton of bricks. I've dabbled in prayer. This is like all in. Devout prayer. This is like, let's come together. Don't don't care what's on the calendar. Let's just clear it out. We're just getting together and we're going to call out to God. If you pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit. If you pray the language that everybody understands, pray the language that everybody understands. I get it. Just pray. Let's go. All these with one mind, unity, were devoting themselves, energy, to prayer. That was the response of the disciples. People that walked with Jesus for three years, the one thing they were going to go do is pray. Why? Because Jesus left, but they could still abide. They could still communicate. They could still commune with God. And we can too. There's more. Together, just in case the unity piece didn't ring your bell yet, together with the women, women are hugely important in the scriptures, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. What? You go back to John chapter 7, his brothers didn't believe in him. But now they do? What happened? What changed? He rose from the dead. He proved who he was. They thought it was a farce. They thought he was a madman. They thought he was demon-possessed. But he wasn't. He was spirit-filled. His own brothers didn't believe in him until they did. Mark 6.3, James, Joseph, Judas, Simon. Just eight months earlier, unbelief in John 7, verse 5. You're like, how do you know that? I wrote it in my Bible. That's what studying the Word does. You start writing stuff in, you're like, oh, it all makes sense. Here's the point. Our focus. Our focus. Let's let's be done. Our focus. Together. Unity. Together. Unity. So I'm calling our church to be together. 
I mean, I know Todd and Kristen, they live in Manorville, right? They live 45 minutes away from my house. I don't know, 30 minutes. They're probably not coming to my deck every week. But you know what? They could pray at the same time in Manorville. Maybe if you live on the west side of town, you'd be going to their house or something. You know, we can gather in different locations. I get it. And still be together. Why? Because of the Spirit. Right? But I'm calling our church to be together. I'm calling you to come to my deck if you can. If not, then let's be together in the Spirit. Kneel down wherever you are and let's get after it. From 7.30 to 8.30, June 9th, that's this Wednesday. I'm going to give you a couple days to clear your schedule. June 9th through June 18th. Like, man, that's a big ask. You're telling me it's my 25th wedding anniversary on the 15th. My wife looked at me like I had five heads. She's like, are you serious? Like, I feel like God's calling us to pray. I want to be obedient. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention that Levi's birthday is on the 12th. What did they do? He ascended into heaven. They're like this. Two guys show up and they're like, don't do that. Pick something else. And what do they pick? They pray. They commune with God. They pray. They pray, they pray, they pray, they pray, they pray. They read the word. They study the gospel message because they're going to preach it. Peter becomes a preacher in three years and ten days. And they commune with the Holy Spirit that God breathed on them. And he gives messages to them through the Holy Spirit. So, our focus. Together, focused on God, focused on the Bible. That's what Jesus was focused on. Focused on the gospel. Focused on the Holy Spirit. Focused on the Bible. Read this more than you've ever read it before this summer. Focused on the gospel. Tell your story more than you've ever told it before this summer. COVID shut everything down for a while, but we have a second chance. And church, let's not waste it. Focus on the Holy Spirit, because that's the thing that keeps filling you. That's the thing you'll go and go and, it's like Energizer Bunny stuff. Jeremy and I came early this morning, we're setting up, like, yeah, we didn't want to do this or that. But dude, coming to serve this morning, that was awesome. I'm like, yeah, what is it about that? Why am I so cranked up to be here? It's dumb. Not that dumb. That's God. In prayer. Together, focused on God, the Bible, the gospel, the Holy Spirit, in prayer. Have I been clear? I hope I've been clear. Now we get to choose to apply it. So my son graduated from high school. Got all these cards. Thank you to anybody that gave him a card. I appreciate it. Now, we got all these cards. You know what they said? Hey, you're such a good guy, and, you know, I see God in you, and those are all great things. You know what the theme of it was? Here's the end. You're going to start a journey, and the choice is up to you how this is going to go. You know what, guys? If you're graduating, we're not doing mamby-pamby Christianity not here at Lift Church. There's a vast amount of things ahead of us. 
there's a journey with Jesus like we've never experienced. But you know what? The choice is up to you. You get to set your own course. You get to respond or not respond. So this is how we're going to respond. we got four minutes left before 11.30, so we're going to take four minutes, and this is the application of the message. We're going to pray. I know prayer is awkward. I know praying publicly is awkward. I know praying out loud can be awkward. It's okay. We're friends. You don't think confessing your sin is awkward? <laughs> yeah, it is. But we do it to one another. Why? Because we don't regard one another according to the flesh anymore. We guard each other according to the Spirit. And so in the Spirit, just think about God. If you need to go to the balcony, go to the balcony. Nobody will hear you. It's like a zip code away. Change this for 55904 to 55902 up there, I think. Okay? I'm just saying. So if you don't want anybody to hear you, go to the balcony. That's fine. But we're just going to spend the last several minutes in prayer. And then feel free to go. Because you are loved. Right? So I've ended the service. But we're going to spend some time just right here together in prayer. You can go whenever you need to. Just a few minutes in prayer to kick off our 10 days of prayer. Let me start. You continue. Father God, thank you for a message from your word. It is clear, it is bold, it is strong, it is full of your spirit, and it is fantastic. And we love you. Thanks for the love letter. Thanks for loving us so much. We give it all back to you, and we want to be close to you, so we talk to you now, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray.